0: Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. Words of wisdom from industry professionals to help you transform tax. Each week, we hold enlightening discussions with tax, IT, and procurement specialists focused on shaping tax in the procure-to-pay process. Hi, I'm Kristen Schraubenbauer. Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. On today's episode, we will be having a conversation with Vertex consultant Adam Reynolds from our London office about his experience at a global motor manufacturer, as he was once a a client as well uh, of Vertex before becoming an employee. Adam,
1: welcome. Thanks, Kristen, and thanks for inviting me onto the podcast.
0: It's great. We're we're happy to have you. Um, I know your background. So you were at um, a very large global, you know, motor manufacturer, and now you've been with Vortex for for two years. So you really do bring a wealth of knowledge, and I think this should really re- re- really resonate, I should say, with our clients and and, their, and our audience here, whether they're procurement, their tax, or their IT. So if if we can start off, I really just want to give you an opportunity to talk to us about what your role was at the company that you worked at previous to Vertex and, and what you did.
1: Sure. So so my job um, at the, the motor manufacturer was their, their global Vertex SME. I think that's how it was titled when I first joined. It, it morphed slightly towards the end. But my remit basically was to try to integrate Vertex O-series tax engine application with as many ERPs as we had. Um, unfortunately, we were not in a position to, to have a single ERP or maybe a landscape of three or four. We were talking hundreds. So my job was to piece by piece go around and see when there was a transformation project coming up. Try to get Vertex O Series into the conversation. If there was a particular system that we had that was providing a tax risk, to go to them and prioritise those as as becoming ne- uh, a necessity to have a tax engine integrated with them. And then once I'd convinced them to actually go down that route, um, my job was then to sit with them and to work out the the requirements, document those. That would involve me working with both the, the ERP or the legacy in-house system um, to ensure that they were configured correctly, master data systems, for example, and then also ensuring that we could translate those those requirements into Vertex O-Series configuration. And then once I finished that, my job was to do the testing, the deployment, and then also the, the hypercare post-launch when when i joined the the motor manufacturer they'd already implemented o series with one application by the time i left uh, we were live on 10 or 11 applications across four continents
0: wow that's amazing uh, that's and and i think it's always amazing to hear, you know, you think of these large companies, but they have so many different systems they're running behind the scenes. I have someone, you know, fully dedicated to make sure that, you know, they're adhering to what the company at an executive level decided to do and, and decided to say, hey, you know, everywhere we need to calculate tax, it needs to be Vertex, it needs to be O-Series. I think that lends a lot of a credibility to Vertex, but also says, I think that's it's a, it's a good way to help. Companies enforce things and kind of you know get automated and um, make sure they're compliant and and have some streamlined best practices there and everything else. So purchasing is really complex, and I would imagine it's really complex at at, at, you know a large motor manufacturer. Uh, How do you navigate through that? Like, what, what what exactly do you do? And I know that the landscapes are changing right now. So so can we talk a little bit about that?
1: Of course, yeah. I I think that procurement in general is difficult. The last transformation project I did before I joined Vertex was an indirect procurement process change. And that was, again, even more difficult than kind of a direct spend. I think when you work in a direct spend, a bit like on the sales side of a project, you know what you sell and you know roughly how it should be taxed. You you sell a finite number of things. To make that, you buy like a finite number of components which go into making it and you know roughly how they should be taxed. Suddenly, when you open up indirect spend, you're opening up, a lot of employees to buying literally anything they can think of from a catalog. Good services, tables, chairs, accounting services, lease cars, anything. And to the tax people, that really scares them. You've almost gone from saying I'm buying component A, which I know is the standard rate of tax in a particular country to I've now got people buying stuff globally that I don't even know what they're going to be buying. Um, I can't do testing upfront necessarily. In in our environment, we actually had quite a robust testing situation whereby we knew in a direct spend world, what we were going to be buying. Every month, we did regression testing to make sure that we were getting the expected results. When we came to the indirect world, it was impossible. The permutations of country combinations, uh, commodities and services meant that it would have been impossible to create a test script to give us comfort over everything. So we had to use our comfort and reliance on the Vertex tax engine, that the content that they were providing. Um, and again, we had eight years of experience knowing that that was the case. We could actually leverage that so that when we went into testing cycles, we knew that we didn't have to test hundred percent of permutations. We actually went in and we said we can pick X percent, and, and that's our testing cycle.
0: Oh, that's great. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, because you're, you're we're looking at now. It's almost like it's almost like you can't. How how can you not automate? This right, How, there's there's no way native functionality in either an ERP or a best of breed procurement fi- provider like a, a, an Ariba or a Coupa or something like that is going to be able to cover you for all these complexities. Never mind the rates and the rules and, and everything else. So, I think that's that's pretty amazing. And I'm seeing, and, and I, I'm interested in getting your take on this. I'm seeing, you know, as this is evolving, it's moving out of ERP entirely, or, you know, a, a adding, we're adding more Rebas and Coupas to the technology landscape there's functionality there, but there's also some functionality that's not there. You know, it's, it's a growth area for, for both, you know, Ariba and Coupa and trade shift I think everyone's finally from an industry perspective, realizing, Hey, we can't do it on our own. We need help. We need partners. We need partner ecosystems and resources and things like that. So those things are all growing, uh, which is fabulous. Um, I'm seeing that in my day-to-day interactions with my partners, but what your experience is, 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 is actually, and with O-Series as as a client was that, hey, we can actually do a lot where there might be deficits, right? Is, Is that an accurate statement? Can you talk to me a little bit about that?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think just going back to your earlier point, I think that a lot of the ERPs, be that the procurement or otherwise, I think lots of them are realizing that tax is now a lot more complex than it used to be they've almost not turned their back on, but shied away from trying to solve that problem. And they're crying out for a tax engine or an an add-on to come in and do that piece for them. So they, through their APIs or or through an add-on tool, they're actually opening the door and saying, kind of tax solutions, come and help us out here. This isn't our core business. We can't do this. We don't want a research team of people trying to solve tax problems. We're good at what we do. We want someone else to come in and provide the tax element that companies also need. So there's that piece. Um, And I think leading on to your, your second point, In order to do that, those ERPs need to ensure that they give the right flexibility and parameters to a particular transaction. So that they have to ensure that they give enough flexibility in their tool and provide enough of the data that tax needs. So it's okay to say we're not going to deal with tax, but they have to do their very best to make sure that they give you all the information that you need to allow an add-on or a tax engine such as Vertex O-Series to operate. I think we were relatively new in the Ariba space in a VAT world. I know that there were some companies that have gone live before us, but when we came to our implementation, we found that there were lots of what we would expect to be core tax fields that just didn't exist in the Ariba world. We were saying kind of where's X field and they'd saying, no, oh, that, that's not that's not in our that's not even in our content or that's not in our tables. That's a customization. So we would get that customization and the field would come into Vertex O-Series. And then the great thing about Vertex O-Series was that it had the flexibility to allow us to utilize those fields. There were functionalities that weren't available in rebuff in our case, but through the tax assist rules and tax rules um, that Vertex O-Series offers you, we could actually either infer missing data based off of parameters that we could see, um, so we would say to our, our tax partners, look, we know we're going to get parameter X in this particular field. We know that in 99% of cases, that means that the parameter in the field that's missing is going to be this. Okay, we'll go away and we'll build a tax assist rule. That means that every time that transaction comes into Vertex, we'll append that value. Which to some people sounds like a scary concept um, to most tax people to know that that's going to happen every time, no matter what, is a good thing. Um It's not someone picking, do I want to pick A or B? Every time that transaction comes in, you're going to pick A. If your business changes, whereby you think B should have been the right answer, you go in and you flip your tax assist rule to, to go towards B rather than A based on a, an eighty twenty rule or the majority rule. So, so Vertex O-Series really was great at helping us get over the fact that the ERP didn't have the functionality, didn't always have all of the fields we needed, and allowed us to make sure that we got the tax correct. And I think on the flip side of that, once we got the tax correct, We also found that lots of these ERPs are very strict on the data they expect to come back into their ERP once the tax calculation has happened. For us in our organization, lots of those fields weren't things that we'd ever been asked for before. Um, We were very much to all the other eight applications. This is how O-Series works. You adapt to work with O-Series. And they did. Ariba was the first one that came along and said, we can't, you need to work in the way that we work. So we kind of had Ariba saying, this is how we want to work. We had O-Series saying, this is how we want to work. And you had to bridge the gap. And that was done through both the connector and through the tax assist rules to ensure that we could get both of those two disparate systems talking in the same language, getting the APIs populated correctly so that we didn't have failed transactions flowing to and from
0: Oh, that's amazing. It's, it's amazing how complex everything is, um, but at least you have the tools, and and you as a as a power or super user of O Series and was able were able to 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 bridge a lot of the gaps. Um, so I think that's that's good, and I think if it, the message is you know tax you if you're going to automate. You don't. There's a lot we can we can help you out with. You don't need to worry. You know you can you can um, work through some of these issues to get the get the most efficiency and, and and all of that. As you now have transitioned over to Vertex after after being a client and, and you now talk to clients, I, I would imagine you're able to give them a lot of this experience and 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 reassurance say, hey, this is okay. And in, in, in my experience, we've we've done that. Can
1: you can you speak to that a little bit for me? Yeah, I, I think the first thing having kind of maybe moving from vertex to client would be a different, moving from client to vertex. You can empathize with all the questions I asked because over the eight years I was with the motor manufacturer. I can guarantee I had that same question more than once. Why does this not work? Why does a reba not pass that field? Why why does so-and-so work in a particular way? So to start off with, you understand their, their issue um, and you can realistically say, I was sat in your chair. Um, I know how that feels. And then what it's meant actually internally is that we've been able to have some working groups as well that have said, these are the kind of things that industry is encountering in these integrations. Let's try and work at how we make them better, and that's working with our partners. So the Aribas to say, we really need to make sure that this field becomes mandatory for everyone, um, or a certain process needs to change slightly to um, allow for X to happen. It means that when we build our own connectors, we understand again that the problems people are having, the issues they're having, and allowing us to build in functionality in our connectors that allow us to solve problems. And similarly as well, even on the O-Series side, a lot of clients are coming to work for Vertex now, and we're all feeding in, O-Series needs to do this slightly better. O-Series needs to do this. O-Series is missing something over here. We had a pain point with this. Three out of four of us had a tax assist rule to do this. Why Why isn't it doing it? And we're gradually building up requirements and feeding back into the product owners that either the connector needs to change, or the core application needs to change, or Ariba might need to change. And and we're working out kind of where does it best sit.
0: That's great. That's great. I, 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 I'm sure our clients are really um, getting a lot out of working with you. And I have to say, I really appreciate you taking the time um, to to speak to us about your experience. I'm, I'm happy that our audience gets, gets a chance to, to listen to this. And I think they're going to um, definitely um, learn a lot from it. So, Adam, thank you um, so much for taking the time today. Thank you, Kristen. That'll do it for today's show. Um, I'd like to, again, thank Adam for joining us and thanks to our listeners. Make sure you tune in for our next episode when we'll be discussing aligning the business and in indirect tax. How does that equate to a smooth procurement journey? Subscribe to Tax Today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. To learn more about optimizing tax and procurement, visit vertexinc.com, that's V-E-R-T-E-X-I-N-C.com, and connect with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook.